All right, we're live with Tito Puente Jr. And check this out. Junior, a little tease, people. Later on, Bye, yeah. at the end of the podcast, I'm gonna treat everybody. You're gonna see the whole video, and if you're listening to it on podcast, you'll hear the whole audio. But for now, I want to get right into my boy here, Tito Puente Junior. Welcome, Tito. Saludo, Mike Robles, man. How are you, man? man Good I'm to see great. you. I'm doing great. I'm it's hot as heck, bro. I'm here in San Antonio, Texas today, bro. San Antonio, Texas, in quarantine, man. I feel you. We all are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moment. it's hot over here in South Florida. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got at least you have that ocean breeze, you know what I'm saying? A little bit, a little bit, yeah. So let me ask you, bro, Tito Puente Jr. When I think of that, bro, I think of like the pressure. Like, for example, like to carry a name of a legend like your dad, Tito Puente. Like, for example, you remember Roberto Clemente, right? Claro que sí. Yep. The greatest of all time. And he greatest didn't turn Roberto Clemente Jr. Mm-hmm. Bro, he didn't really fit in his shoes too good, though. He wasn't yeah. Good. That's kind of me. I guess my question to you is, do you feel pressure carrying your dad's name, Tito Puente? You know, Mike, I get that question a lot. And, uh, now that I'm almost pushing 50 years, I'm going to be 50 years old soon, um, I embrace it. I embrace being the son of Tito Puente, Rey Tibal. My father was an ambassador of Latin music worldwide, and I'm very proud to, to be his son and to keep his legacy and his traditions alive. Yes, it is very big shoes to fill. Mi papá es rey, yo no soy príncipe. I'm not the prince, but I but I always try to encourage the youth of today to listen to his music and remember where he, where he comes from. Humble beginnings, Latin music world, love Tito Puente, and I hope um, in the tradition of keeping his spirit alive, people will come to my concerts, listen to his music, and continue being Tito Puente fans. Um, again, it's big shoes to fill, but I'm very proud that in the past 20 years since his passing, because this year the 20th anniversary wow. of his passing, right, right. he passed away 20 since since he passed away May 31st, 2000. I have gotten nothing but love from all the fans around the world, and I thank each and every one of them. Wow, yeah. And I was telling before, I was telling people, like, I've seen you in performance, like, twice. And to me, when you're up there on that stage doing your thing with the tamales, <laughs> to me, you're channeling your father. Yeah, yeah it's all. <laughs> you feel like you're channeling your dad? Is he channeling through you? Or, or it's just you? I mean. I love I love uh, when I, I do my concerts and they do say parece tu padre and I I love that because it brings me closer to him I love hearing stories about him I don't have the white hair yet but it's coming soon and uh, you know I'm glad that that people uh, reminisce and they and and I do channel his spirit his music is really what the essence is after all these years of performing his music for the past twenty years after his passing I feel now more than ever when I perform his music it's the music that brings the people to the concerts it's not the name it's not my my image or anything like that it's mostly the music if people want to hear good mambo music tito puente uh jr's band and the sound that we give off to the to the audience is really what people come to do they want to dance and it's good and i, I see you twice bro and people were dancing and you were yeah dancing. 
I know off stage. I know you're a clown. You like to tell jokes. <laughs> you're on stage, bro. You, you. I'm not as good as you, Mike. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I do my best, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so check it out. So it is the 20th anniversary, like you said. Now I understand that you're you're doing a record or completing some kind of record for the 20th anniversary. I'm doing a 20th anniversary album. I wanted to do this since the beginning of the year because I knew it was this year, 2020, was the 20th anniversary of my father's passing, passed away on May 31st, 2000. Uh, and I wanted to do something real special for him. So I started the album in January. I got my brother on the record, my brother Ronnie, who I never recorded with. He plays the marimba. And I got all the great, uh, great musicians and singers that my father worked with in the studio for the past, like, you know, 50 years of his career. Uh, Tony Vega, um, I got um, uh, and Maestro Domingo Quinone. Uh, to, um, I'm working right now. We're recording this weekend. Um, uh, El Menique, who worked with my father for many years too, and I'm going to be working with Sheila E. and uh, some other great artists who can participate in this 20th anniversary tribute album to my father. Of course, the coronavirus came in March, so it's been kind of shuffling with the delays and getting the record out. But I can finally tell everybody I got nine songs of old Tito Puente music. Brand new, but but old 1950s style, and then one original song, a nice tribute record. I got Frankie Negron on the record, uh, yeah. Michael Stewart, Melina Moneva, La Muñeca de la Salsa. I got some fantastic artists. It's an all-star tribute to Tito Puente. The record should be out by the end of the fall, and I would say you'll get it by Christmas time, completed, ready to go, and uh, hopefully we can get back out on the road starting in 2021 to do some concerts live. You know what? And that's awesome because, you know, your, yeah. your father, man, he deserves all of that and more, man. And for the fact yeah. that years later, that name still, you know, is branded. I mean, that's great what you're doing. And now I understand also not only that, but you're working on a documentary about his life, right? Mike, I'm so excited. I'm working with Mr. Edward James Olmos, wow. the fantastic Emmy Academy nominated Edward James Olmos, a Eddie fantastic Lula. actor. That's right, man. He was in the Selena movie, man. He played Selena's daddy. <laughs> yeah, man. American me, Zoot Suit on Broadway. He done so many Miami Vice, man. <laughs> how, did you get, how did you connect? How did you connect with him? Edward James almost has been a friend of my father for over 35, 40 years, ever since uh, back in the 1970s and 80s. And of course, uh, he's always been a fan of Puente music. And uh, he's always channeled uh, and, and reached out to our family, even after my father's passing. And I said, man, it would be great to work together with him one day. So this past May 31st, on my dad's anniversary, we announced that Mr. Edward James almost has ascertained the rights to the biopic of my father's life story. Mm. So I'm really excited to share with the whole world that we're going to do a documentary series on the life and legacy of Tito Puente with unreleased exclusive home video of my family when we were kids, uh, streets of Harlem, Spanish New York. You're going to see Tito Puente as a human being and what really drove him and the passion to become the king of Latin music. Then after that, in 2021, at the end of 21 and 22, a movie, a biopic of Tito Puente's life will be Put out. I was telling you earlier, Mike, that it's hard to do a TV or, or a TV program or a documentary that's only 90 minutes because Tito Puente's career was over 50 years, 186 albums. So we're going to have to do a wow. series, maybe season one, season two. Wait, it's going to take wait, wait. a long know? time. How many albums? Yeah. 186 albums, seven-time Grammy Award winner, 14 nominations, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I can go on and on about his accolades. Yeah, but, but, yeah you know, but 
we're going to have to do a docu-series where we're going to have, uh, a, you know, eight-part series and then maybe season one and season two. Because I want to show the whole world why and when Tito Puente's drive of becoming a, a timbalero. He played 13 different instruments. What he was like when he went, he was drafted into the war, into World War II. He was in the Navy. I want to show that part of him. I want to show him in his humble beginnings with Grandma Celia, born and raised in 110th Street in Spanish Harlem. And he took piano lessons for a quarter. And he really pranked on pots and pans and what drove him to write music like Ran Can Can and those great songs that he made. You know, what really drove Puente? And I want to really uh, uh, aim into that, into the docuseries. Also, the Afro-Cuban rhythms that he designed for the big band sound. That's beautiful. Now, are you yeah, going to play a role? Are you going to play your dad? Or young yeah, <laughs> everybody's asking me to do that. I'm not sure. I'll probably narrate it. Uh, and most likely myself and, and Mr. Almost will narrate it. I'm not only working with Edward James Almost. His son, Michael Almost, works with his production company in Hollywood, along with Damon Whitaker, David Guzman, a lot of great screenwriters. It's all in the editing, really, because I'm just giving the footage, and they're going to put it all together into this beautiful series. You guys can go check out check it out, the progress of it. The Tito Puente project.com the tito puente project.com and you can see what edward james almost is doing with this whole great great yeah. docuseries really you cool can it, you can see it right now with the tito you puente can see project. it now oh. yes the, in the beginning stages of it but you're going to see what we plan on doing with it that's going to awesome. be great that's yeah that, man that when can we expect that I'm thinking the docu-series will, uh, the, as we, as I get, I got to get to New York and get some more footage from my mother, Margie, who might be watching. Hi, mom. <laughs> and uh, I have some other people that I got to get some footage from. But this is going to be exclusive stuff, never before seen footage of my father, Tito Puente, in his youth, in his young days, and him at home as a father, and what he liked to eat and drink, Christmas time, Thanksgiving, really cool, intimate stuff about the king of Latin music. I think the story should be told, and it's 20 years overdue. Do Mike? Oh yeah, so, yeah, way way overdue, and that's yeah. why I'm so glad it's coming out now because it's it's not only overdue, but it's about time that we get to yeah. more. Like you yeah. know, I know him, but let this younger generation know who this man was. With like you said, with the Grammys and the, the 186. I mean, that's what yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. So so let me ask you, like we all know, give me a little taste. Like we all know what your father, the musical legend, is, or what he was like. But what was your father like? What was Tito Puente the father like? Well, Mike, I believe that you met him a few times and seen him in concert. You saw him at the Puerto Rican parade. And uh, he's a very humble guy. He loves the people de la calle, un persona de la calle, un caballero de la calle. That's what they call him. Uh, very humble man. You can walk up to Tito Puente and just say hello to him, take a picture. My dad would love to hear stories. He'd crack a joke. Um, he'd have a beer with you, sit down with you. Um, he would love if you come to his concerts. And he was just, um, to me, dad was a very simple man. He was a great father. It was very difficult for me. As, as a child, along with my brothers and sisters, because my dad wasn't home a lot. He was out on the road doing 200 shows a year. And so he was home rarely. But when we did get together, we would have a great time with my father. And we would go to some, you know, restaurants together. And he would order up a big old steak. And uh, uh, he loved cottage cheese in the middle of the night with cherries. He loved cranberry juice. Um, I could tell you the intimate things about Tito Puente, uh, things that people would like to know about how he was. He was a humanitarian as well. And 
uh, he did a scholarship fund for over 30 years, Tito Puente Scholarship Fund, giving back to kids, uh, underprivileged kids in the, in the schools of New York. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just we're really going to shine a light on, on this whole thing in the docuseries. And I could tell you honestly that my dad uh, is probably looking down on me and very proud of me. I hope he is um, oh, yeah. keeping his music alive. That's really important for me. Well, let me ask you, at what age did you decide, I want to get into following the footsteps and play tambales with it? What age did, did you decide that? You know, what happened was that when I was a teenager, uh, growing up in New York, uh, my mom was like, hey, you know, you don't see your father too much simply because he was on the road. So during the summer, she would say, send me to go on the road with him. And then that was where I got my chops in to playing, you know, drums and percussion. I really didn't like or care for mambo music. I was into Michael Jackson, Phil Collins, you know, all the all the great music of R&B, disco, heavy metal. Heavy metal, <laughs> right? Yeah, man. Where the heavy metal come from? <laughs> I love rock music. I love the Bon Jovi, the Metallica, all that. I play drums first. I'm a drummer first, like that. Trap kit. <laughs> I play drums. I play drums first, and then I moved over to playing Latin music as I traveled with my father to the Far East, to the Orient. And I would see how much people would really enjoy the Latin rhythms, the clave rhythm, the mambo, cha-cha-cha, rumba, guaguanco. And that's why I started picking up on playing a little bit of the timbales. So I would say at the age of maybe 16, 17, I was playing drums first. And then I crossed over as I got into my 20s to play Latin music. But I was doing house music at that time, too. Okay. Did you ever get to play with your fight on stage together with the Tambales? Yes, and that's what's great about this docu-series. You guys are going to see some exclusive footage, which I found, of my father and me playing on stage together. Of course, I'm playing a cowbell, and he's kicking ass on the Timbales. But uh, really cool footage. And, yes, I did get many opportunities to travel around the world with him and perform alongside of my great father. That's awesome. Now, yeah, you have a question I have. This I've seen this in trivia. I don't know if it was Jeopardy or where I saw it, but I've seen people lose money with this bet. Uh -huh. and the bet is who is responsible for the song Oye Como Va? Who owns that song? Who originated that song? Because people say uh -huh. it was Tito Puente. People say, no, no, no. It was Carlos Santana. So who, All right. who does that song belong to? All right. I hope you get a lot of money for winning this bet. <laughs> Well, I'm going to set the record straight, ladies and gentlemen. The song, okay, the song Oye Como Va was written and composed by Ernest Anthony Puente Jr., which is Tito Puente stage moniker. My father wrote the song in 1963 on an album called El Rey El Bravo. It was on Tico Records. The record sold about maybe 3,000, 4,000 copies. It wasn't a popular song. It was inspired by a man named... Israel Cachao Lopez, one of the most famous Cuban band leaders and bass players of our time. And he had a tune uh, called Chanchulo. My father got so inspired by the song, he ended up uh, taking that, that groove and that rhythm and then writing the lyrics to Oye Como Va. It's a very simple tune, Oye Como Va, Mi Ripo, Bueno Pagos Molata, which means this is how it goes, the rhythm, sexy lady. The song was, song was remade by Mr. Carlos Santana on the Abraxas album in 19. 71. It was a remake, a rock and Espanol remake. And Mr. Carlos Santana became worldwide famous. Of course, the song became hugely popular around the world and became one of the top 100 songs in the century. And yes, Mr. Tito Puente is responsible for writing the song Oye Como Va even till this day. And I want to thank Carlos Santana for continuing to play that song. <laughs> And there's your answer. Thank you. I want, I want half the bet. I want commission on the bet. <laughs> now, no, I'm going to actually make that bet when people don't know. Good. You know? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got the answer. Because yeah. Get the answer. 
So let me ask you this, bro. What what is it exactly now you're doing with this coronavirus thing? I know it, you had a whole tour set up, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, it was tough. I was supposed to head out to Texas too. We were supposed to do the 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 Texas uh, Salsa Congress uh, back in March. Uh, so a lot of the things got postponed. Knock on wood. I'm so grateful to God that a lot of my concerts were not canceled. They were just postponed. Uh, you know, for next year and for later on, maybe this year. Uh, but yeah, man, it's been tough. It's been tough. Uh, I tell everybody, hey, Tito Puente Jr., I'm an unemployed musician too, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's tough, man. It's really tough, but uh, I encourage everybody to just stay strong. Listen to music, Mike. I, I recommend all the all your fans and every all your viewers that are watching now, listen to Tito Puente music. It really has gotten me through uh, this past five, six months that we've been going through this coronavirus. And a lot of, see a lot of salsa dancers dancing mambo and salsa on these uh, on different websites like TikTok and Instagram and all that. And it's great to see them dancing to my father's music. It's really uplifting people. Right. And I think that's really the key. But uh, hopefully we'll be out on the road real soon. Uh, I can only encourage everybody to just stay strong and stay safe. Wash your hands wear a mask. Um, coronavirus is a very serious thing. Uh, and hopefully this country, we see some changes coming real soon, especially health wise with right. everybody. Uh, just recommendation on what I do daily. Mm -hmm. I'm me. I knock myself in the head with a V8. I take some vitamin C and a little bit of uh, apple cider vinegar, mix it up with some orange juice. It's a real power shot of uh, for your immune system. And it makes me feel great. And knock on wood, uh, I don't think I've ever had or will have the the the, the, the Vona. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. see. What's that recipe again? What is it? Man, <laughs> it's tomato juice with apple cider vinegar, a uh, thousand milligrams of vitamin C, and you could add some orange juice or some lemon juice to it. Give it that little you know shock value. It's just a big cup of good old sunshine and it feels good every day i do it every day and i and make sure you make sure you have that vitamin b vitamin c vitamin e and d those are very very important nutrients to keep your immune system going you know especially with me i shake a lot of hands i took a lot of pictures back in february march and i wasn't feeling very well so uh, what i did was i said i indulged in taking a lot more vitamins and getting eating better eating well staying off the caffeine the nicotine alcohol all that you have to put the decide to make sure that your stuff, you know, you feel good inside. And I'm not uh, afraid to walk around the block, you know, and I think that this thing is going to come get me. So just because I know that my, my interiors, my interior vitamins are super, super powered. Well, let me ask you, man, because I, I mean, I've hung out with you a few times. Well, you, you always, you got this energy, bro, that's always <laughs> like on 10. I mean, no I matter know. What, you don't even drop to 9 or 8. Right now, you're like, right now you're called for me. Where, where, where do you get this? Like you're always on ten, man. The energy is always boom, boom, boom. boom. My wife always tells me every day. She's like, bring it to a two, take yeah. it to a two. All right, you're always on a ten. Right. And uh, I don't know. I think it's just na it's natural for me. I, I, I like uh, just you know grinding every day and and music. I think music is what really drives me the most, and I like being inspired. Uh, my father always told me, surround yourself with creative people, thus you will be creative. And right. now during this coronavirus, it's very hard to do. So I'm kind of focused into my phone and computer a lot, talking with people like this and to get more creative with, with, with what I'm doing each and every day. I love surrounding myself with creative people. It gets me inspired every single day. I, I get inspired to do all types of genres of music too, not just salsa. I'm doing dance music, freestyle, house music, even heavy metal. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out new and innovative ways to stay busy and to do something new and creative for, so people can enjoy. Now, do you have a favorite, like, what are your favorite Tito Puente songs? I mean, I know he has so many, oh, but no. is there one that kind of touches you the most that you think of him? 
you know, I, uh, during my show, I play a lot of a lot from his catalog. You know, was, he had over ten thousand compositions, hundred and eighty records. There's so, so much music I could perform uh, of my father's uh, repertoire. However, th there are certain songs that I feel that really inspire me the most, and I feel his presence. And one of them is being one of the first songs he had uh, really become a worldwide hit. It's from the Mambo King soundtrack. It was called Ran Can Can. Oh, popular yeah, song. Yeah, very yeah. popular song. I played a timbal in there, and I really feel his spirit because the writing and the sound and the and the music, it gets people dancing and, and gets people blood going, and it's a really good up-tempo Mambo music. So I, I really get inspired by that song. I love Oye Kumara as well. Great cha-cha-cha right. number. I like performing it, usually in my finales. But Rankan Kang is one of my favorites. That's awesome. So listen, so before we go, for people yeah. who want to check you out or hear more of your music, because I mean, they saw a little clip, and I'm going to play the whole video at the end of this podcast so they can see it. But how can people contact you or at least come check you out where they can hear some Rankan Kang and get yeah. that? You know, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Tito Puente Jr. I have an Instagram page where I do these funny dances with my kids. Uh, so you can follow me at Tito Puente Jr. on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook as well at Tito Puente Jr. I have a concert coming up September 6th. It's going to be a tribute to Tito Puente. It's going to be live streaming on my Facebook page. So I encourage everybody to come on in. It's free. It's it's uh, uh, it's really cool to bring Tito Puente's spirit and uh, and his music to life. Um, even through virtual concerts, I'll be working with my homegirl, Melina Amodaba, La Muñeca de la Salsa. My man, Marlo Rosado, will be participating too. Maybe some special guests. Uh, I got some surprises. This will be on September 6th at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, so check that out. And uh, just follow me, again, on my social media pages for concerts that are coming up in the future. I, I, I might be doing a couple of little drive-in concerts where you – it's a little tricky for me because – I play mambo music. I need people to dance, so they're going to have to dance in their back of their pickup trucks or something. <laughs> but uh, uh, some great things happening soon. So this is September 6th, this one, the live... Uh, September 6th, yeah, so coming up soon. If, I want to, if they want to go see it, where do they go? What page? You can come right on my Facebook. So it's facebook.com forward slash Tito Puente Jr. I'm going to do a streaming live. Or you can go to, um, I think it's a global... Uh, I don't I don't want to get the right things. So I'd rather them just come right. to my page and you could check yeah. it out. And it'll be on YouTube as well. But just follow me, again, at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Tito Puente Jr. Jr. You guys get all the information free. And uh, put it on your TV, and it's all ages, so everybody could come and watch it. Kids, I want the kids to watch. Abuela, abuelo, put yeah. on your dancing shoes. I want everybody to get down to the musical puente. That's perfect. That's beautiful, man. And that's yeah, a beautiful man. way to end. So, man, again, I appreciate you coming on, you know, joining me here tonight and uh, sharing these stories and getting to see your face again. Yeah, man. Mike, I miss you. I love you. You're a great comedian. I've, I've known you for many, many years. And thank you for being a fan. And thank you for being a Tito Puente fan and giving me this opportunity to share my father's story with everybody tonight. It's really cool to see you and all the people that we've worked with throughout the years, whether in music or entertainment, comedy, everything, all coming together through this uh, virtual experience and, and keeping in touch face-to-face -face like this through Zooms and chat rooms and all this stuff. And I'm glad you're doing this. And uh, I, I will encourage everybody to watch your show every single week. Thank so thank you, you again for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. And you, anybody who you haven't seen, obviously we can't see Tito Puente himself, but Tito Puente, <laughs> he doesn't do a bad job. It's almost like he, it's almost yeah. like Tito Puente. Yeah, I'm and getting the white hair, getting the white hair. <laughs> seriously, just sit back and watch this man, Tito Puente Jr., and you think he's actually 
channeling <laughs> your father, man. That's what I experienced. So thank you for doing that. We're going to check you out September 6th. And people go to his websites and his social media pages. And as I promised, right here, here's the entire video. And it's called Charanga Pa Nueva York, which is, is Charanga Pa Nueva York. Check it out. Good night. Recordando travesuras que de joven hacía yo Cuando me escapaba por la ventana Para ver a las orquestas hasta la madrugada Y fue en el palé de un donde vi al gran combo Y con Celia Cruz y Tito Puente bailé Movimiento de...